when a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Tall can audio. Graceful and beautiful and physical and angry all at the same time. Were you idiot? Your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest. This is going to be a shame. Here we go! What's going on, everybody? An all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast for your Monday. Coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. My name's Matt Robinson across the table from Rob Christie. What's happening, man? You've been you've been busy here, man. Just just working away at it, right? You've had Kevin Mickey, you had Lever Sage, mm-hmm. you had Graham Creech, all these knowledgeable Mr. Andy Nita with a little late night slip in uh Well, I was going with the people who are really uh, you know, who make a living in sports. Okay. And then we're here with just humble Rob Christie of TCA fame. <laughs> So I'm going to do my best to Man, wouldn't it be awesome up. if TCA fame meant just a little more? Yeah. Just a little more. Give it the old steroid jerk. That's what we're going to okay. try and do here today. <laughs> steroid jerk often means it's difficult to get a hold on it. Steroid <laughs> jerk. Yeah, it's, it's, it's thick, it's veiny, it's ready to go. Okay. Uh, we're on social media. There'll be nothing thick and veiny if you follow us there. I can promise you at Talk Hand Audio, uh, wherever you're... Uh, you're doing your social things. I know there's more and more of these platforms every week, seemingly, and and still one that is the most evil of all, and yet I'm still hanging out there, too. So uh, give us a follow on any of those. Make sure you subscribe to the pod wherever you're hearing us. It's day three of our uh, craft beer advent calendar. Let's start there. Um, yeah, we can talk about the first two days after we crack these, because you don't want to go dry here while we're, while we're doing it. So this is day three. This is from the Whippersnapper Brewing Company. I've had this one uh, a couple times before. The Altschule. Altschule. Which I believe is German for old school. But yeah. I know, and uh, Alt beer is uh, apparently here, according to the, the notes on it, before lagering. It's an old type of beer. The Alt beer. boy. boy. Did you listen to the episode with, uh, when Andy was in? Um, I did not. That's probably for the best. Uh, he, he wrapped up the show saying he's wiping his nose on the microphone. Uh, <laughs> but he's over to the mark. Yeah. To my yeah. right. I, I wasn't going to tell you, you that. I wasn't going to tell the good listener that either, oh, okay. but, uh, whatever. Rob's pulled back the curtains. Well, cause yeah. Rob does get freaked out by that kind of thing. So yeah. Rob brings his Rob, own microphone Rob cover. Right and, now, yeah. right now he's out of the studio. So this is, um, you know, if people did miss it, like Rob did on Friday, we had a, a two show day. That was, uh, the second one was Andy Nita from the Nita Beer Company talking to us all about this year's, uh, craft beer advent calendar. And, uh, so we're into day three and actually last week on the show, we were talking about whippersnapper beers and just by the luck of the draw, that's what we're into again. Uh, this is a kind of a coppery color pint, uh, usually a little malt forward, uh, have you had a pull on it yet? I have had a, uh, have had a pull on it and it is malty and it's funny you say copper because what I, it's got a very authoritative snap to it. Am mm-hmm. I right? Just uh, tearing into it. It has a little sort of, um, malty. Yes, but also a little metallic almost up front on the, yeah. on the. Yeah. I'm getting that too. On the front of the tongue. And so. And just a tiny bit of spice of some kind, maybe at the back. I know you bit, like yeah. that. I do like that. You do like that. You like a little nutmeg or, sure. uh, you know, something on the back there. But yep. to me, that's. Right that's, on the back. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's always my go-to, eh? <laughs> um, but yeah, it is a little, it is a little metallic up front. 
That's what that's what I'm that's the strongest part I'm getting from it right at the moment here. Okay, see I'm getting a little more of the malt right at the front, but I, I like that as well. And like I said, I've had this one a couple times before, and I'm not positive, but I think I think I had this in the keg once, uh at the very the early old days Schuller? of Yes. Old Schula. See, it's got a bit of a to me, and now that I have another pull on, it's got a little more I would almost suggest it's yeast forward more than malt. Yep. Okay. I, I'm, mm, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting a bit of I can of that. see that too. Yeah, so that's kind of where where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me a little for completely <laughs> unrelated. There was an old pro wrestler in the early nineties. His name is Ludwig Borga, and uh, he ended up having to be fired for having fairly strong Nazi views. But uh, I'm blonde with a brush. But the old Schula reminds me of Ludwig Borga, and I okay. Yeah, all right. That's I don't know where I'm that. going with that. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Uh, if you want to hear some more. Old school wrestling talk. Kevin Mickey from Sportsnet was on the pod last week. As Rob mentioned, we talked all about the return of CM Punk and uh, and what that might mean for business around the WWE. Uh, like I said, the Andy Nita podcast is up right now. Graham Creech was in, voiced his opinion on the Sens, the NFL, uh, a couple other things going on around the NHL. And this week, I can tell you, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, it's a name we don't hear a whole lot from anymore, except on this podcast, which I actually kind of like. Mr. Paul Romanuk can be back on the podcast uh, longtime hockey broadcaster. He also, every year, puts out a book called Hockey Superstars. It's updated every year. It's meant for kids, kind of ages 6 through 10, and just kind of a, a kid-friendly or a kid-forward version of explaining who the big stars of the day are, right, and putting an emphasis on it. It's a pretty good stocking stuffer. I've done that a couple of years in the past, so uh, Paul Romanuk will be around to discuss that and all kinds of other things. In the the drive for five is alive. Is alive or has arrived? I don't know. The drive for five has arrived. Canada World Junior Hockey Champions for the fifth year in a row. Yeah. It's a long time, man. That's that's mid-90s. I always think more of Matthews Magnificent on that four-goal opening. Uh, I never think of that. I'm sure you don't. I never. I never do. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. Trying to find some room. Oh, great work. He gets free. Shoots scores. What a goal. Um, yeah. I love catching up with Romy. He's uh, uh, made time for us every year around this time of thanks year. Thanks for the vine, Romy. <laughs> Old school Jim Rome fans out there. Yeah. Not uh, as much of a fan of that, Romy. No, no, I get it. But that's when, when I, uh, yeah. I think of Romy, I think of, I yeah. think of that. Um, yeah. And he had the nice shout out on the thousandth episode. hundred percent. Yeah. No, he's been a, every year he comes on a, this time of year, especially while we're all getting wrapped up in the world juniors, which we obviously will again. Um, he was a big Spangler Cup guy, right? How awesome it was to spend Christmas in Davos and, and do that tournament. Uh, guy's seen a lot of things, covered a bunch of Olympics, a couple Paralympics. Um, it's true. He was, he, was, he was stationed in London for a bit, right? Yeah. Especially yep. around 2012. That's he was right. over there doing his, uh, his Paralympic hits. That's what I remember. Yeah, for sure. So uh, really looking forward to, to talking to him again. Um, let's start here. I don't want to get into the sends specifically yet. Can, can we, we just, can we talk about the wrapped for just one second? Or yeah, we, no, we're going to do it. To, let me handle this, man. Uh, we get three, four hands on the wheel over here. I know I don't want to touch the wheel. Yeah. It's over on that side of the table and it's been there for a long time. Oh yeah. No, it's greasy. And it is. It, there is there. Yeah. You're right, man. Okay. Sorry. Over to you. Thank you. Uh, did you notice on Saturday night's sends broadcast, a new penalty kill Sound effect. I did notice that, and I thought it was terrible. Okay. There was mixed reviews. 
online. Is and it from a video game? It absolutely is from. Is it from Zelda? It is from Zelda. The, I knew it. The Ocarina of Time, which I, as much of a video game nerd as I was as a kid, never really got into the I'm, Zelda. I, I never played Zelda. Either. No. Um, but uh, this is one that our buddy uh, Alex Marchand sends DJ. was f- He tried it on Saturday night and then was asking for feedback. What did people think? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't push the button. Sorry. <laughs> I liked what Colorado did, like with their player up or their, it's the growing bigger, whatever that from Mario. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I have prepared the, uh, the kind of genesis here. Okay. And you're right. It started in Colorado around 2015. And at the end of a penalty kill, you have successfully killed it off. Your guy is getting out of the box, uh, back into the action, and they start kind of indicating that in a fairly audible way, right, for the crowd, for the teams, or whatever, and this is all they used. So that is the the mushroom sound yeah. effect on Super Mario. You're, you're big again, or yeah. you're full strength again. And teams have started to take that, run with it, try different things. We have heard other teams try different ones, the Arizona Coyotes. This year are trying out Lil John. Yeah. After a penalty kill. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs earlier this year and, and, and other teams have done this. In fact, Pittsburgh straight up took just the Mario yeah. and and just, you know, shamelessly adopted I heard that. that. Yeah. Uh Toronto, theirs is a bell. I wasn't able to find the, just the bell, but I was able to do a little looking around. It comes from Peaky Blinders. Did you watch that? I love that show. Okay, so this is the bell from the theme song. Now, I wasn't able to find the clean bell that they're using, so there is a little music in the background, but just so people know what we're talking about, you'll you'll hear a little music in the background, but here's the bell that Toronto is using this year. That is so much gold. Take a little walk to the edge of... T- That's is Nick- the song not called like... Red white hand or no. red right hand. Red right hand by yeah. Nick Cave <laughs> and the Bad Seeds, man. I love that song. And so on Saturday night, Alex Marchand, like I said, trotted this out, wanted to give it a shot. This is from Zelda, the Ocarina of Time. It's the sound effect for having solved the puzzle, right? Having finished the level. So yeah, not loving it. Similar though to the Mario. Yeah. But this is where I, I guess some Sens fans, a lot of them replying saying, love it, keep it. Now, most of them saying, turn it down a little. I guess it was pretty loud in the I, arena, and startling some people. I missed it on the first PK Yeah, in the first period. I missed it totally. But it was so loud on the TV. So Alex has acknowledged that on Twitter saying, I understand it was too loud. That is entirely on me. I botched it. He's looking for feedback on the sound itself, which it sounds like you're not feeling. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, whatever that, go back to, if you want to do something, they've gone away from the, that whole, yes, that, that voice that sends. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) I love that. And if you want to rip something off, that's what it should be. Right. Good Canadian markets ripping off the Arizona Coyotes for their hockey. But see, the thing is it, it is, and I never played Zelda. But I knew when I heard the sound that it came from a video game and it sounded old school enough. Yeah, it's a very 8-bit kind of... Yeah, correct. And you, I'm like, because of the success of the Colorado one and yeah. the Mario, right, which is the OG, and you're like, what, what can we do that's similar 
but it's not nearly as, as identifiable. Like anybody who hears the- I think I'd have just stolen the Mario like Pittsburgh did. Oh, for sure, man. <laughs> for sure. And it's like that thing that in Pittsburgh where they, somebody has the, the little horn that goes, and then somebody Let's goes- Let's go, Pence. Yeah. yeah. And now Carolina's done it and, and, and they've stolen the exact same thing. Yeah. Now, and somebody in Ottawa now with a cowbell or, or, or a stick or something is going, donk, donk, donk. <laughs> And then, yeah, all the lemmings start to, <laughs> you know, do their thing. But the best ideas are original ideas. See, what do you think of it on the on the competitive level? I remember hating it from Colorado, thinking creative idea. But, like, this is an in-play sound effect your house crew is doing that's giving one team an advantage over the other. Now, I know every goalie taps crack, their crack, stick. Crack, with the stick. But... You, I guess, are now, you're giving one team an advantage over the other with your in-house effects. There's anything so, anything there? Is this just Matt hating fun? Yep. Yep. There's so few home ice advantages now. Like, it used to be your arenas were all sort of, you could build your team to way, you know, the way the, the old Buffalo, the odd in Buffalo was. <laughs> sure. Chicago or Stadium or like Boston Garden. 20 feet too I short. I could hide behind that pillar <laughs> right. behind the blue line right there like, and sneak out and... Yeah. Thug you. Uh, there's Sophie. Everything's cookie cutter now that if you have, and it's such a little thing. I wouldn't want to see it go further than this, but I don't think it's a big enough would you, what, what would you think of a sound effect when a team pulls their goalie for the sixth attacker? What, what would I think if it was a howling banshee sound when somebody's <laughs> coming in on a breakaway? <laughs> well, <laughs> or, red, or red lights in your face going, oh! yes, <laughs> coming right out of the crossbar behind you. Right. What would I think of that? That's bad, Matt. I'm not down for that. It just feels like one of these things that is an indicator for one team, hey, heads up, or whatever, that isn't there for the other. Yeah. And I, I don't know in-game if that's... So my my beef isn't so much with the, the the Zelda sound effect as it is just with the idea in general, but I have been known to hate fun things. So. Well, I thought it was one of those, you know, anime sounds and and like I was gonna have a stroke or something if there was a, if there was an if there was a visual component to Little it it would have been something. strobe lights <laughs> that were like careful seizure warning seizure warning <laughs> um so I I think it's a nice first effort you want to tinker I I would go back to like I said that I can't remember what that thing they were doing during the pandemic was the sends power play yeah no 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 it's the guy who would go after they, they would say, goal by number seven, Brady Kachuk. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's from the, the sickos. Send sickos. Yes. Go, yeah. the, I'm not liking the, the, the sound. Okay. It doesn't work for me. Okay. But again, 50-year-old man. Same thing. Yep. Over here. Uh, like, nope. Don't do it. Uh, before we move off it, I should say, this was a pain in the ass for this little segment to find all these sound effects because- the first thing you do is try and figure out what other teams are doing. So I searched Twitter. I'm like, penalty kill sound. Hey, Matt, here's a million tweets from the Owen sound attack about their penalty kill or people live tweeting about it. Like, all right, that doesn't help. There's a new blog covering the Seattle Kraken that's called The Sound of Hockey. I guess the 
whatever the body of water is there, I forget, is the Puget Sound. Puget Sound, that's right. Thank you very much. And so there's this, and so then you search Toronto Maple Leafs. I knew they were using a bell. You're like, Toronto Maple Leafs bell penalty kill. Like, the Leafs at Bell Center next week? You're like, no. Like, it, it actually was needlessly complicated to find those stupid three sound effects. Nick Cave just, and the Bad Seeds. Just to do this. Oh, and uh, I love that sound. And, I'm and it's, it's, I can't find it without the music. But even if they had just done that as their penalty kit, like with the little doon, 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 doon in the background, that'd be fine too, right? And I, I on didn't... a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Dong! The bell goes, come <laughs> yeah. on, man. I love it. See, I've never watched Peaky Blinders. Oh, so I can't wait for the movie to come out. Okay. So uh, anyway, uh, a lot of that sort of stuff going on. You uh, you had tried to wrestle the wheel away there at the beginning to talk yeah, about. Yeah, sorry about that, man. It was the, very unprofessional. Uh, <laughs> unprofessionalism on on the TCA podcast. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> um, you you wanted to talk about your Spotify Wrapped, and uh, I should say that both times I labeled this after Lever Sage was in here ranting about the whole thing. Uh, I had called it unwrapped because I'm uncool. I, I just assumed like, hey, it's, it's Christmas and here's we're unwrapping our, it's not what it's called. It's called Spotify wrapped, Matt. And uh, I know you've had a look at yours. It is wrapped. And I listened to, I listened to Lee's and I have a theory. Lee got very angry he about really it. He really did. And I thought, it, it, I was, he was like, I was channeling my inner uh, Brizgalov. And I'm like, <laughs> why you have to be mad? <laughs> Like what? It's it's really just a fun thing, and yeah. and and I get what he's saying, right? I don't want to hear all your. Then get off social media. Yeah, and you're you're doing a podcast, or you talked for a living, right? If you're not willing to share, it's content, baby. <laughs> I'm really looking for people to hear what I'm saying. Yes, I don't give a fuck what you're saying. <laughs> And I get that. Yeah, Trust me, man. Certainly. I'm not That's shitting. That's what we're on, doing here. I'm not Sunday. shitting yeah. on you, Lee. I totally get it. Yeah. I care about what Rob thinks and says. Yeah. And that's about it. So you have a Spotify Wrapped. Were you but, surprised? But I also it? think I also think Lee doesn't want to share that Creed is probably his his top one. See, I, I feel like that would have been arms wide open. <laughs> I kind of think that's... Can you take me <laughs> Yeah, see, I think that's... And a little warrant, probably, yeah. cherry pie. I think that's probably what Lee was oh, really nice. worried about sharing. So, a year ago, I feel like the Creed thing would have been more embarrassing. This year, Creed seems to have made some okay. sort of weird locker room resurgence across a bunch of different sports leagues that have gotten into playing Creed to get all... Uh, all pumped up. I don't know what that's well, about. Well, when Creech and, and, and Bunda and Lee would sometimes would do yeah. weekend update or whatever it was. <laughs> TSN weekends. TSN weekends, which I like, man. I, I miss a little bit of uh, local content. There's, there's on been a, rumblings about reviving that in here. You can only use, oh, in here. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. you can only use six employees so many ways. So <laughs> I'm not sure they can no, do no, it on we'll the We'll take t- care of it. Yeah. All right. For do sure. Right. But uh, they would always lead off an, a segment with with creed uh, and without fail i would text in creed blows like <laughs> so interrupt my weekend <laughs> like i love the show guys yeah, i yeah. love the local content the fuck off but with the creed, creed blows though like just beat it with it um <laughs> but that being said it, it's i've really started to use spotify a lot this year but it's sort of because they do an october to october kind of yeah, it's a weird calendar. Yeah, uh, it's it's missed my big uptake. So <laughs> at this point, my my listening was still sort of. I think I only had mm, s- you know seven thousand minutes. 
hmm. over the year, right? So, yeah. but I was surprised to get to go to your my top song. Yeah, yeah, it was the Full Bug by Van Halen. Really? Yeah. So that's a deep cut. Yeah, seriously. That's, that's a super deep cut. I don't even think I know that song. No, you wouldn't know, but it is, it, I'd get to know it if I were you, because it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Um, so, and my second one was Millionaire by Queens of the Stone Age. Okay, I do know that one. Yeah, I love that song. And So, uh, to so me, nothing it, actually from 2023. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it, it's, my third one was Flamenco, which was yeah. number one last year. Okay. Um, and Jungle Land by Bruce Springsteen. So yeah, nothing, zero. Although- Jungle Land. I love Jungle Land. That's okay. probably, it's one of my, uh, Darkness at the Edge of Town. That's, those are my- Right. Sort of right up there on my Springsteen tunes. Nothing new. Um, but you know the shout outs? Like everyone's getting the the auth- the uh, artist who you've listened to most. Yeah. So Hip, again, sure. was my most listened to. So I did not get my message from them. Uh, Black Keys were second- Mine came from my third band. So you have two bands ahead of the band that gave me your most, your song you listen to the most. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. And well, and Queens of the Stone Age doesn't fit anywhere uh, into And I my... guess it's not weird, right? Like I love one song by these guys, but I love these bands more, yeah. right? I guess. I, well, and, and back in the day, like in high school, I loved everything from before 1984, Van Halen. I loved all that stuff. Fair warning. Yeah. Diver Down, Women and Children First. Those are gold, gold, gold. Um, but I got my shout out from the Black Pumas. Really? Which was my third or fourth most listened to band, right? <laughs> so the two guys are like, hey man, psh, thanks for listening this year and yada, yada. And so. Okay. But in terms of old man, they, they give you the part where it says, this is your listening style. And it's like a cake, right? With layers. And these are the genres of music you listen to. Right. Mine was rock, alt-rock, pop rock. (laughs) (laughs) Where does, and maybe she doesn't at all, is Taylor on your top 10 10 most listened to artists? It's not a chance. Like there's not even a song listened to by Taylor. Now, because- Number six for Matt. Get the fuck out of here. Number six. And and even I'm surprised. Now, she has one song. It's called All Too Well. She did a 10-minute version of. Now, this is like two years ago, but I still listen to it all. So those 10 minutes (laughs) over and over eat up a lot of time. Of course it does. (laughs) Compared to everybody else's two and a half minute songs. There is somebody (laughs) in my house who I actually share an account with, like a a, a duo account, right? So she's not on mine. It doesn't, her algorithm don't mess with mine. Yeah, she's in the top 1% of Taylor Swift. (laughs) She had over 37,000 minutes listened to this year. So I have, um, I'm using Apple Music instead. And there's, there's something about it that's off. It's just not as good. Um, and like it says, my most listened to song of the year, I've listened to 27 times. You're here every Sunday. There are certain songs that play every Sunday. Like that is yep. not a close count at all. So I just totally. That's one every two throw weeks. It. Right. And so, whereas I know I'm hearing it like sometimes twice a day or, yeah. or whatever. So. There's something about what Apple music that isn't as good. I do have a bunch of podcasts that I listen to on Spotify because of their Spotify, uh, exclusives. One being the ringers MMA show. Um, 
after every pay-per-view midweek they they have a show i listen to that all the time so like mine is all fucked up it's always like you listen to the ringers mma show 400 times more often than you listen to every other podcast I'm like yeah it's i'm only here for that podcast yeah. so i don't really have a great <laughs> one to share for anybody um well a shout out to lsg who has 10,000 minutes of tall can listening that a boy we love that. Yeah, I'm like, good for you, man. If you got a lot of TCA on yours, we want to see it. Send us a screen cap yeah. at Tall Can Audio on your favorite uh, your favorite social media feed. Rob, you missed it. I want to put you to work on this, though. On Friday, when uh, Andy Nita was on the podcast, he was asking us and our listeners to send him possible names for his brown ale. He doesn't like the title Five Fingers. Said let a, he let a, an employee at one point name that one. Not particularly happy with it, and it was sort of sort of that two fingers of scotch or whatever like well it's a pint like five fingers and like, all right be no. sick of it no he's sick of it so he wants a new name for the brown ale if you missed it friday good listener let us know let him know and uh you're gonna get yourself a gift card from the need a beer company if you're the one who has chosen uh if you're possible name rob i can see the hamster just yeah honestly exactly over so there. i've got off there doesn't have to be today no uh, so there was and there's just one more thing i wanted to on that i i i got up on saturday morning Made a big pot of coffee and I sat down and I threw up Spotify and I'm just, I'm loving the, it's like, hey, this is your blues mix, right? And you just sort of roll through all the tunes that you have that are yeah. s- somewhat blues related. But they're big into pushing the the wrapped in your face, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've already seen my wrapped a bunch of times. I'm good. But they're like, here are the top streamed songs in Canada in 2023. Right. So I'm like, I'm sure Rob is really up on all this. So man, I threw, <laughs> I threw it on and I'm like, nope. It's all Taylor Swift. It's uh 21 Savage. Right. Well, I remember a couple of years ago. Morgan Wallen. You you live, as you've said, with a 12, 13 year old, whatever preteen. Year old 15, now. Jesus Christ. Maybe at the time 12 or 13 yeah. year old. And I remember saying, what's a Dua Lipa? <laughs> I have no idea what, what, what that is. What that yeah, that's where my famous, <laughs> that's where my famous uh, singing comes from. Right. Yeah. So. It's, it's, uh, although I did stop on Gunna, w- fuck you mean. It's <laughs> F-U-K-U-M-E-A-N. I like it. I listened to most of that song. Fuck you mean. Uh, I mentioned a few minutes ago that Paul Romanuk's going to be on the podcast. He I'm sure hosts he's a, down with Gunna. He hosts, he hosts a show called The Wal- Walrus Was Paul. Yeah. All about the Beatles. And they, this year, had that AI regenerated, you know, John Lennon Beatles song. And it was, I think, at one point third on uh, the top 10 list here in Canada. And he quote, he's like, I... I can't imagine ever seeing the Beatles behind. And then there was an artist, Mr. Take You Bitch. <laughs> and I just, I'm kind of with him on that. I can't imagine ever seeing John Lennon, the Beatles, and Mr. Take You Bitch on the same list. So, uh, Take You Bitch. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll ask Paul about that this week. Okay. Um, why don't we talk a little about this week? And actually, today, as you and I sit here, they're kicking off the winter meetings. In, uh, in baseball down at Opryland, I believe, just outside Nashville. Toronto was getting everybody. Everybody, man. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have to, like, sit down Vlad Guerrero. Like, we won't have room for a bat like that in yeah, our lineup. Maybe okay. Yeah, maybe okay. <laughs> uh, the Toronto Blue Jays apparently all in and still in the mix on Shohei Otani. Toronto Blue Jays apparently 
one of the leading contenders to perhaps land Juan Soto in trade from the San Diego Padres. I guess we should start with Shohei. And I'm having a hard time with this. Like, And I'll be honest with you, my hard time is trying not to get my hopes up that they're still in on this thing. This is... This doesn't feel like one of those times where Scott Boris is using Toronto as that boogeyman that they have money, Rogers has money, they might sign my guy for more, like you should do it. That's not the way Shohei and his camp work. And by all accounts, uh, Texas has turned away, Boston has turned away, the Mets have turned away. It's the Jays, it's the Dodgers, it's the Cubs. And then apparently, again, according to reports, sort of just behind that group, the Giants and the Angels still in the mix. I don't know what to make of this, man, but it's hard. I, I remember talking to, to Stoughton a couple of weeks ago going, this, it's not even worth talking about, right? And now it feels like it's worth talking about. And they're not the favorites, I don't think. I still think most experts assume Dodgers. it will be the Dodgers. Yeah. But I do believe the Jays are in it, right? They've got that huge renovation. They're trying to, I guess the, the pitch for these new tickets in this new premium area They're looking for a five-year commitment at tens of thousands of dollars. If you're going to do that, you better have something you're selling. And that's on top of just this fan base being irritated and spent coming out of of this season as we've all been from time to time. Washed out. Is there, like there's there's no bigger impact you could make than to sign Shohei Otani. Are you buying it? That they're actually in on it. See, I was reading the article early in the afternoon yesterday, and it was, yeah, it said Dodgers, Cubs, Jays. Yeah. That was the three. And so I, I, I read that article, and then you had sent along some notes saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And it was there, and I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, after those Saturday night hockey games, I was sort of checking around to see what's happening, and and it's still there. And, and Jeff Passan. Legit yeah. has them in the mix. Like that's a top baseball. And, and so, well, you're hearing Rosenthal, you're hearing yeah, yeah. all these people are talking about it. And so to me, it's always been so far off my radar. Right. Like, yeah, it's never happening. It's never happening. He's going to stay on the West coast. Yep. If he's going to veer away from California, we'll see in Seattle, right? Like, sure. it just, like to me, it seemed like if Seattle wanted to get off its wallet, he would, he would maybe go there Yeah. with their Ichiro and the, like the history that's there. And, um... You just sort of go, ah, it still doesn't seem like a, it, it doesn't seem like a real thing to me. It seems like that. And and it's funny you, cause you mentioned the Boris thing. Cause that's kind of where I felt like that it was, you are the bridesmaid that's driving up the price right. somewhere else. Yeah. We have to create a bidding war. Right. And the boogie, and as the boogeyman's a great reference because right. you're like, Hey, Hey, nationwide, nationwide broadcasting company, you know, they got cash. Yeah. What are you going to do? Sell out, you know, all these games last year. The money is rolling. We need something. So, hey, it's real. So I still think that's what it is. I, I got to be honest. I I still feel like they're going to lose out. Like, I, I everybody still thinks the Dodgers are, are the team, right? Better record. He's already comfortable in Southern, Southern California. Yeah, yeah. But they invest. They have the money. They're a better team than the Angels. Like, that would be an easy move for him. But I think I believe that the Jays are in this. Like, I I believe that 
they've convinced Rodgers, and there's been a few reports over the last couple months, that there's two possible payrolls for the Blue Jays. The one that we all know about, the one we expect, that said they're not expecting a huge jump forward this year, but there's no reason to expect them to cut back this year. They'll, they'll spend what they've been spending, and they've freed up a lot of money. But there's this unicorn payroll that's like, if the guy is available, then not only do you go get him, but you make sure that's not a wasted investment you spend around him. Yeah. And Shohei would be that guy. And you look at the timing of all this. Vladdy and Bo, not yet making what they're going to make, whether it be here or somewhere else. The stadium construction that is going to, A, increase revenue, but bring in an increased demand for what you better put in front of it. Um, like, there's just... There's some things here that make sense. Uh, Shohei is like absolutely fanatical about his fitness and his health and what he eats, his nutrition, all of that sort of stuff. The Jays are putting in, not only have they already got the best training facility in baseball down in Dunedin, they're preparing and, and putting that together in Toronto now. Again, I still think the Dodgers are the favorite, but I don't think it's as, ins- is it as insane as I did a few weeks ago. I think it's probably still 70-30 LA or 80-20. The Dome is a big thing if you're as worried about your health as Shohei might be. I'm not going to Chicago to pitch at Wrigley and God knows what weather outside. LA is one thing. It's going to be nice most of the time and you're not going to get rained out. But you have the Dome, right, here in Toronto. And it showed itself to be a bit of a pitcher's dome last year. It did. Now he, for at least the first year, will be only a hitter. But the, the, like the Jays... They've outbid the Mets when everyone believed George Springer wanted to go and be close to Connecticut. Yeah. Right? They got that done. Um, Like, you have Yusei Kikuchi, who apparently Shohei looked up to a little bit back in Japan. Like, there's some things that are just kind of, just kind of funny. And that one's coincidence, but I don't know. I I, See, the thing is... I just don't think it's crazy. I I think it's legit to look if, if he is thinking, if there's any way you can get him out of California. Yeah. Like, I, I think San Francisco might as well be outside of California because it's not the same as... as yeah, the climate. The climate is yes, not the same, right? right? And, and it, the way the ball reacts in, in San Francisco versus... Yep. Well, even in, that, in Anaheim, right? If you get into an evening game there, it's, it's very different, right? Whereas 100%. The, whereas the controlled environment... So if you can get that guy to move from Southern California... Yeah, if he's I, I, leaving California, I do think it's probably Toronto now. Well, I, and that's I, wild, man. And, and all I was going to say was, as an international guy himself, yeah. uh, Toronto, Cultural was, city. Toronto was a very metropolitan sort of uh, area. Yeah. And so to me, I, I certainly see that if, if, you know, now granted, they don't get winters no. in California or in Japan. <laughs> Quite like here, but he's not here in the winter. Yeah, so no one's it, asking him to come up here in it's February. True, man, I just I, I scratch that. <laughs> um, so I think if you can get him out, away from the Dodgers, I, I think you are looking at it's not like trying to lure Americans north of the border who go. No, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, Shohei's already left his culture, his it, home, exactly, his, yeah. exactly, and and you find a place that is that is very diverse ethnically, and Toronto is 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 as diverse as as anywhere. Yep, and it, it's interesting, like. When you start to to look at some of these factors, man, you 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 go back just a few years before Hyunjin Ryu and George Springer, and I I, I still think, like I said, he Shohei ends up a Dodger, but the fact that 
it's legitimate that the Blue Jays are in this, right? That they're making a hard run at this. As hard as we are on that front office, they've done some things here, right? And they have set themselves up. They have the money. They're forcing big superstars to look at them um, and, and take them seriously. And I don't know. That's a coup for this group. Yeah. And now they we know every year, and you're right, they have made – they have made signings. They have free agent signings, the couple you've named, but they've also brought in pitchers. They've also done yeah, things. Yeah, Gosman took less than what the Mets were offering to come here. Marcus Simeon came here, rebuilt his his reputation yeah. here. Like they, they've well, got he, some things done. Yeah, and 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 all I was going to say with that is, um, they have been in on everybody. Like even right now, you hear this Cody Bellinger talk. Yeah, you, you hear the Juan Soto talk, and and if you're going to make a go at it. For so many reasons, I'd like to see it be Otani and not Soto. Mm-hmm. Like Soto's a Soto's a free agent in a year. Yeah, it's going to cost you to bring and him it's in as a cost rental, you. and he will go to the market. You won't sign him up while he's here. So I, I don't want that. Uh, to me, wow. as, as a Jays fan, I don't want to spend. The does, ri- if, does the this Ricky- make sense to you? If I get Otani, I'm more willing to do Soto. I'll yeah, take a crazy run this year. Well, then, then you can give up Tiedemann. You can give yes, up whatever yeah. else. We're it, going for it right now. Because this is a two-year, this is a, yeah. well, now, essentially, yeah. right? And and you would be fine because you know Tiedemann's not going to factor into right. this rotation. So, and you don't really need Otani. You need a, you need bats. And if you could add well, Soto. Well, pretty good bat. I was just going to say, if you could add <laughs> Soto and yes. Otani. See, I would be more likely to do the Soto thing. If I get Otani. I know that seems counterintuitive with the yeah, money yeah. that it's going to take. Yeah. Well, one's a trade and one's a free agent right. signing. So one's just money and it's Roger's money. And if you have to put an extra and it's a $10 mere, it's a, a month. 30, man. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> 30 million. Sorry. If you put an extra, you know, line in my Roger's bill that says, here's your $10 a month Otani. Where's my I'm, Soto Otani <laughs> uh, line? Because I'm also a Roger's guy. I'll pay guy. that. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm doing five. <laughs> Come on, there's enough of us out there on the Yeah, Rogers no, that's land, true. Either mobile or cable. So let me ask you this before we move off the Jays then. You've heard that the Jays are in on Otani and on Soto. If they don't get either, and that is still probably yeah, the, the likely scenario. Yeah, the more likely scenario. Have Jays fans now been so swept up in this that – Anything else, even if it improves the team, seems like a letdown and contributes to this kind of malaise. Malaise that's over- exact yeah. word I was going to use. Yeah, it's funny because you know how media is 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 quite often used by organizations. We're going to float this. We're going to sort of put this out there, and you can sort of uh, the trial balloon, sure, if you will. Yeah, right. Last thing I read before going to bed, right? I, I read again about Otani, and I read again about Soto. But the last thing was Michael Bradley and Jock Peterson. Yep. These also being targeted by the Blue Jays. And you're like, this seems more. Yeah. Like your Heimar Condelario or. What you're going to get. Right. And then yeah. Michael Bradley, uh, I'm more interested than the Jock Brantley, Peterson. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you just sort of, Brantley or Bradley? Yeah. Um, and it's just, that is, is more, and you're 36, but. But last full season, that would be even without the Otani talk, that would be a disappointment. But That's, this is what I'm saying, yeah. and to me, that is the article. This is the last thing I read, and it resonated with me because you're like, yeah, all right. At the end of the day, that's probably what we're doing, right? Left-handed bat. You know, let's just that's yeah. It just seems like 
Yeah, there's these. Jorge like, Salar. Like, these names are out there. It might help you, but. Shiny bubble, shiny bubble. Yeah. Oh, but you get this, and you're like, fuck. That seems disappointing. So I will be disappointed if that's what it is. If it's Jock Peterson. Right. Yeah. But Jeez. would you have been without the show? If we had just continued down the road, we all assumed coming into this offseason, Jays aren't going to be players for Shohei Otani. So as that, on, whole, that whole conversation is going on <laughs> and we're not a part of it, would you still have been disappointed? With Jock Peterson. No. And, and, and see, I, I think I would. They need a bigger offseason than that. I know. I know. But you, it's it's one of those things where at the end of the year, you hear what, because it started the trade deadline, right? Yeah, yeah. It started the trade deadline. They're like, oh, Tony's going to move. If, if if the Angels are smart, they'll flip him. They'll flip him because he's, you know, they're going to lose him for nothing. And people are like, could he come here? And I'm like, no, he's never coming here. Right. We're not flipping the assets. So that's the world I'm trying to live in. So I still would have said Jock Peterson, while useful, is not enough of an offseason. Yeah. To, so then it's now into the offseason and you float. The, they're out and I there. Like Jock Peterson. They're out there and they're out there and you're like, yeah, yeah. And now you're starting to hear, hey, you are maybe not even just in the running. You are like a co favorite. Right. And now you're like, Matt's like, am I going to get that Red Rider BB gun? <laughs> it's going to happen this year, man. We're going to do this. It was the Green Ranger. Okay. Dragon dagger flute thing I wanted, but I never flute. got. The Green Ranger had like a dagger that he, it made a flute sound and summoned the dragon sword as a kid. I need dragon sword power! This is a whole story, haven't I told you this? Nerd! Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Come on, man. I'm out at Zeller's with mom on my birthday. <laughs> on my birthday. And I'm saying to mom, because we walked past it, I'd really like one of those. She's like, hey. You don't ask for things like on your, on birthday. your birthday. We're having a party tonight. Like you got to wait and see what. To, uh, and so that you're like, oh man, like it's going to be there. It's going to be my. And it wasn't. It wasn't there. I never got my. Like here's your Power Ranger lunchbox. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Here's your Care Bear backpack. This blows. <laughs> Come on, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. So it is. Yeah, and now that now that the media has started to. So not only are you. As a, you know, a reader and a consumer of Blue Jay information, yeah, you're being duped like the Dodgers. Like they're hoping to dupe the Dodgers. Yes, I don't know that that's what's happening. I think it is, man. I'm getting that from you, but I, don't, I think they're legit in on this. I'm not saying they'll win it, but, I mean, but they've never like when he signed the first time in Anaheim, they didn't leak shit. As it long as Shatkins has been involved here, we've been listening to every year. They're on this guy. They're in this guy, and you're but like, but they often are, and they've half the time got them. Yeah, and they were in on Seager, just missed last year, going back to the Rangers. It's the right? part. Like the, it's the Justin part. Verlander said Toronto was his second choice had Houston not come but through. He didn't, like, but he didn't come here. Well, so, I know, but they did get Simeon, they did get Ryu, they did get Springer. Yeah, like they got they, Simeon on a one year. Would you? Well, not, would you not have liked more? Of course I would. But he wasn't prepared to do more, and I, he came I, here I, I and had the best se- uh, season of second baseman's ever had. Yeah, no, he was awesome. He was fantastic. Now he wanted too much money at yeah. forty and change, yeah. but it's it's. I would have liked it. You know, hey, you want to rehabilitate or you want to do whatever? Come here and give us a couple years. That, anyways, these guys, as far as free agency go. Have gotten it done. Like they, they have come through as often as not. It's not an easy sell to get guys. Yeah, of to course, come it here. is not. Yeah. I, and I get that. Yeah. I get that. And and there has been there have been good. They've had things. their victories. Yes, they have. Yeah. And and but it is tiresome. We've talked about it for as long as this podcast, or at least as long as that front office has been together. Yeah, about the, the Cle- same amount of time. The Cleveland Mafia. Yeah. 
right? That we get this idea that everybody's coming to Toronto. Every they're in on everything. They're in on everything. They should everything. be in on everything. The third biggest market in North America. Yeah. So do it, yeah. but it doesn't it doesn't especially when you are talking about a kingfish like Otani. Like that is everybody who's got I don't want to mislead the audience. As I've said. Too late. I still believe LA is more likely, but I believe Toronto's interest is legit. They're, I believe they're not being used to drive up the price, and I believe they're not just floating this out there to make themselves look good. I believe they're trying to get this done, and they have worked themselves into the mix. I don't think it'll happen, but man, it, it's made it hard to not get excited. Yeah, Matt, Matt is excited. I am excited. The Green Goblin Dick Whistler. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Going to be under the Christmas tree. Oh, Green Ranger. I, I see what that was supposed to be. Why? Well, I, I couldn't remember. Green. It was green something and it was dagger. Green dick gobbler or whatever the fuck you've called it. All right. How's your beer over there? <laughs> I'm ready for another one. All right. We'll take a break here. We'll come back with less green dick gobbling. Hopefully. Back in with another beer, which makes me kind of feel. Yeah! And actually, we had the star sound effect, right? When you're invincible for those Yes! Running through, grabbing coins. Exactly, man. Doing whatever. Another beer. That's how it'll. What do you think of the Alt Shula there? Honestly, I'm not a big yeast forward guy. And again, it did, but it sort of grew on me. Yeah. It did. It did grow on me. And again, not an ideal style for Rob. Okay. But but very, very drinkable. What do you think of the first two days of the calendar? We didn't hit that off the top. Day one was uh, a fruited ale from uh, the Nita Beer Company that was called One in a Melon. Uh, two in like, the Balls. Uh, fr- <laughs> Subtitle. It was there in very small print. <laughs> fruited ale, a little bit of coconut thrown in in the very kind of tail end of it. And then the uh, the second one was from Common Good Brewing Company. Uh, that was their... Pilsner. Pilsner. Italian Pilsner, yeah. which is important because I kind of like a Pilsner, not big on Italian Pilsners, so that was a... They're, they're, it I don't wasn't know, I bad, find, though. It was all right. It was crisp. It was clear. Yeah, I didn't find it all that crisp. Like, the German ones are often a little more crisp. Um, well, and your Pilsner Belgian, is traditionally yeah. just your lager with, uh, on steroids, right? Yeah. A little extra hop. Yep. So, I didn't mind it. It was, it, to me, I found it, uh, yeah, I found it crisp enough for me and it was good enough for, for what I was trying to take down. I wondered about, uh, Andy there and his first one, the one in a melon. He's let off the calendar a couple times with a sour. And I've said to him, like, what are you doing, doing a winter thing here? Like, this yeah. is a, what are we doing with the sour? And so I feel like this was like a. Andy's nod to, hey, hey, Matt, we're not yeah, doing a. It's not a sour. This is a fruited ale. It was sour. That'll. That'll silence little SOBs. <laughs> yeah. It I'm was, on to you, Andy. <laughs> it was sour. It was a sour. Yeah. Really. Um, it was all right. I, I love the, I love the bouquet Again, it's on it. patio beer. It is. It's a summer beer. I put away six or eight of those on a Saturday afternoon on December 1st. I don't know. And maybe this is on us at this point, man. Like we've been doing this six years now. At some point, everybody else is apparently good with it. It's just you and I that are, uh. I don't know. Does anybody else have a podcast on beer and sports? 
Yeah, probably. Not as Sous moi, as, well. as the French would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, rocky start. I would, and one of the complaints you and I have had over the cup, the the years we've been doing this, is sometimes stacking up a few in a row, right? Three IPAs, you know, two browns, two whatever. And so we'll see if this has been programmed a little different. So far, we are bouncing around between styles, which oh is good. Oh, my goodness. And uh, you have cracked open the second beer of the, uh, of the show. What do we got going on, man? Because you've brought one of these for uh, for each of us. That is the High Grande American IPA from Fairweather out of Hamilton. Comes in at uh, 6.2. Now, it came in my monthly uh, delivery. And it comes with a little blurb, and it said, we've done a lot of testing on a bunch of different hop varieties, and and we feel like everyone has their own IPA. Mm-hmm. This may be the best IPA you've ever had. Wow. That's ballsy talk and right which, there. Which made me go, you know what? You better bring it, man. I better, I better take that in. Yeah. Um, first pull for me. Very juicy. Would you say the best IPA you've ever had? Uh, well, I've only had one pull on it. Yeah. It certainly is juicy. Would you, did you get that? Yes. Yes. Very juicy. It is it, juicy. But I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed that first pull. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the percentage on this one? 6.2, I believe. Okay. Um, ride this home? Yep. Yeah, it'll take us where we need to get. <laughs> um, it, what's interesting is... If you're selling something, if you're now, it did say assertively hopped, yeah, and resinous. Mm. So to me, that 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 really, if if that's what you're going to hang your hat on, that speaks much more to a West Coast agreed uh, IPA than. But this sort of when it, when it says hazy, juicy, assertively hopped and resinous, it's like. Uh, to me, I, I look at the at the New England style or the Northeastern style for Matt <laughs> IPAs. Why do it, I do that? It's kind of well, it's any. I don't know. I know. It's, 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 it's simple. If, if you saw it on a map, you yeah. go, "That's Northeast." Sure. Um, that to me is always your beginner sort of. Everybody likes that. Everybody sort of who doesn't like it to be overly hopped. Yeah. Right. Whereas I like a West Coast. I like it to be that sort of. And piney, resinous, that to me is the is the term I would use. And crisp. It's more crisp. The New, the, the New England, the Northeast is yeah. juicier. Yes. It, and it's funny because as the time that this podcast has has continued on, uh, continued on, I've sort of shifted my views on the IPA. I didn't start out as much of an IPA guy. I've kind of arrived there yeah, and yeah. gotten there. Because well, you've been hammered over the head with it. Yeah, well, that's what everybody seems to like to put out. That's yeah. one of the things we talked to Andy about on the last show. If people want to go back and check that out, why is the IPA such a big deal for all these brewers? Why do they lead with it? But at this point, if you're going to have me have an IPA, I'd rather have the West Coast. I don't yeah. want the... like Too, too juicy. Yeah. yeah. Give me the crisp, the yeah. snap of the... Yeah. Something, right? Like I, the West Coast is, which is, I think, odd if you weren't really an IPA guy to go, well, if you're going to give me one, give me the extreme end, right? Give me the. Yeah, yeah. But but, but that's you, really, I guess, been my taste on all beers, right? Is if you're going to give it to me, give it to me, right? Give it to give me. Give it to me harder. Yes. <laughs> See, this is. Hit me again, Ike. And this time, put some spank on it. Some stank. <laughs> this is. Um, it's a very tasteless joke. Yeah. I would find this to be, this is, this is quite juicy. Yeah. Um, 
and and it doesn't say it just says an American. Now, and it's funny because it says an American IPA because an American pale is your traditional pale ale, right? It's usually lower in alcohol. It's 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 sort of pedestrian right. by a lot of so your APAs that you see. Yeah. Whereas this is calling itself an American India pale. Right. And so to me, the higher alcohol and and certainly juicier. Now, let me ask you a question, Matt. Ask me a catching. If you were involved in marketing, and now you do some work here, you put some bit. stuff out on the website and you do this and you yeah. try to sell the pod. Yeah. Doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> on the side of this can, it says, High Grande, American mm-hmm. IPA, juicy, dank, tropical. <laughs> you can't get rid of the dank, Mo. Would Love you, the dank. Would you put dank in anything you no. wanted someone to eat or drink? No. Dank is not appealing. See, juicy and dank, it's like a couple of high school dates I had. <laughs> now, I'd say tro- I'd say tropical, <laughs> yeah. but I went to a rural district yeah, high yeah. school. There wasn't much tropical happening there. Yeah. Field but, parties where the Norwood A&W is right now. Way further north, man. <laughs> way further north. Um, but it is, dank is like you're growing mushrooms in your yeah. basement. No, That's, it sounds terrible. Everybody is going to family restaurants these days. Seems nobody wants to hang out in a dank pit no more. Yeah, you thinking of getting rid of the dank, are you, Mo? Ah, uh, maybe I am. Oh, but Mo, the dank, the dank. Nah, so I'm not sure what you're doing there. No. But juicy, dank, tropical. Yeah. High Grande American IPA from Fairweather. Enjoy. When I want to get people to listen to this show, I rarely describe it as dank. Describe it as a lot of things, but yep, perhaps not dank. Bung together with nuts and honey. Yeah, I'm not loving bunged either. Yes, of course you're not. <laughs> Nobody wants that on the description of their cereal or chocolate bar. Bunged together. Um, yeah, this you- week saw a piece in the Ottawa Citizen. Did not mention any kind of bunging. It was a survey nationwide done about which cities were most likely to return or try to return found money. Thousand bucks was the denomination you find on the sidewalk outside your office or your house or whatever. Uh, Starting right there, you walk outside in the morning, you're getting ready to head off to work, you're taking the garbage out, whatever it might be. You find a thousand bucks in a money clip on the sidewalk outside your house. You picking that up, throwing it in your pocket, or are you going to make an effort to see if someone's lost that or if you can track down the the owner? Well, you're asking the right guy, Matt, mm-hmm. because I have found a wallet with 1800 bucks in it. See, that's very different though. The wallet has the ID in it. This is just the money. Right? ID, you should, and I guess there's standards in Canadian court, right? Like if you get, fa- what was your reasonable attempt? And I guess the amount of money in it will increase the amount that you're expected to turn it in, right? Like you find 20 bucks, fuck that. I'm throwing it in my pocket. I'm carrying on with my day, right? A thousand bucks. That was me in grade four on the canal. We were out on a field I'm trip. I'm today. And I skated across a $20 bill and I'm like, whoosh, beaver tails on me. Yeah. <laughs> right. But a thousand bucks. And especially if it comes in a wallet with an ID and an address, apparently the morality police want you to return that shit. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I you found 1800 bucks In a wallet. Yeah. Yeah. And you returned it. Well, actually what happened was I was working at a gas station. Evenings. Mm-hmm. 
and it was out on the pumps. Okay. And I went out. I'm like, all right. I grabbed it, pulled it, and I opened it up, and I'm like, holy, it's a lot of cash. In My here. Saturday could be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's suddenly way better. So I started looking through it. Anyways, I, I'm like, I'll later, and I pitched it inside the thing. And yeah, about two hours later, a guy came in. He's like, did you find a wallet? I'm like, yeah. Does it look like this? He's like, yeah, that's the one. And the guy right in front of me opens it up, counts all the cash Check, out. Make sure. And he looks at me. I'm like, you're going gonna to shoot me? Like, <laughs> shoot me a honey? Like, what are we going to do here? Yeah. Like, no. No. Tucked in his back pocket and beat it. Not even a thanks or Fuck nothing. Fuck you then. I yeah, wish... I'm like, God. No, I didn't find shit. It doesn't but, pay, yeah. man. No. It doesn't pay. So this was sort of uh, a survey and they, they ranked the cities across Canada by result, right? Like which cities were most likely to keep the money. It's got to be an East Coast city has to be the most likely to return. To keep it? Uh, to return, yeah. Actually, the most likely to return city in Canada, Windsor, Ontario. I don't believe that. Maybe Having been to Windsor? Yeah. Maybe if you're in Tecumseh, perhaps. But those douchebags in Windsor, no mm. chance. Most likely to keep it? Surrey, BC. Slurry. You greasy yep. BC fox. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Nobody has a problem. 70%. With holding on to it. Yeah. Holding on to it. Um, 32%, I believe, was Windsor, Ontario, right there with, I believe it was Longueuil, Quebec. Say they'd Long keep eight. it. Ottawa, 37%. Keeping We're, it. All right. Well, yeah. So right there near the bottom, right? And it, it, I got to tell you, when you look at this list, and we'll share it on our social media feeds, it's, uh, it's heavy West Coast that are keeping it. Yeah. What is that? It's lack of integrity. Okay. <laughs> We're looking at shoot West Coast. Canada, yeah, honestly. Not just, not love, West Coast. The, love the IPA, hate the people. Yeah. Anything le- west of Dryden, <laughs> Ontario. Kenora, anyways. <laughs> yeah, just, sure. You just beat it. Yeah. Dead beats. Anything about that surprise you? Uh, it does. It does because- like Surrey being suburban Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, you're uh, a, I don't know. Like to me, they seem like nice people, right? Everybody wow. talks very nice about BC. I, yeah, well, because they're all they're all smoking pot yeah. and they're d- d- eating shrooms. Here's and, some money to get yeah, some more pot. Yeah, exactly. But whereas I, I think of the, the people, the good people, of the prairies, it, it obviously just skips right over them because there's. I don't know. Saskatchewan was a little rough. Well, there's, they're, they're keeping it. Times all, are tough. That's all the transient Times are transient tough. workers yeah. there <laughs> going out there for all that stuff that's happening there. But the but Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and maybe. No, none of Alberta. No. Salt of the earth people, yeah, man. No. Salt of the earth. Agreed. Uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this week's announcement from the IIHF that at the World Junior Hockey Championships and the under-18s this year, they're going to mandate neck protection. And this stems from, of course, the gross thing we've all been covering over in uh, at the Nottingham Tigers. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Adam Johnson death, anyway, and uh, him having his neck cut by a skate in, in England, and it's got everybody looking around, and we've all seen different guys on NHL teams. It hasn't been wholly adopted by any one team, but there are guys on every team trying it, right? Trying out the neck protectors. Um, we've seen different guys wearing cut-proof material across the wrists over the years. Try that. Yeah. We've seen guys try the socks, right, after the Eric Carlson thing. 
Um, we call it the Mac Cook thing here. In sure, yeah, well, that's fair enough. Uh, the forensic investigation rolls on, I assume. Still ongoing, <laughs> even after his death. You keep going huge. We'll see what happens. That's the true legacy. <laughs> sure. So the IIHF says if you're going to play at the World Juniors, you will wear a, a neck protector. Yeah. And I guess I think I'm on side with it, but. What are you not on side with? I think it's hard to force people to wear stuff they don't want to wear. Now, the first thing that longtime listeners will throw in my face is the pride jersey thing. And that's a totally reasonable argument. Too. In your face. And I guess the difference here is, is the idea in the NHL, it's collectively bargained. Before you can make anybody wear a neck protector or a wrist protector or, you know, an Achilles protector. So you have to negotiate that shit with the PA. You can't just force guys to wear something. But there is no CBA at the World Juniors to play at the IIHF. And in theory, they can say whatever they want. You have yep. to wear this and you can say, well, then I don't want to play. And that's your call. Beat it. But it's hard for me. I think this is something that everybody should wear, but I would just think common sense suggests everyone chooses to wear it. Does that make sense? I want to go shirtless. Just paint my number <laughs> on my chest. Can I do that? <laughs> Not for Canada. No, okay. I, I, there's certain shit you got to wear for protection. Do, are people allowed to go out without shin guards? Well, we did Are this. we allowed to do that? Actually, you might be. I don't think so. Think, you think there's a rule in the book that says you must wear a shin guard? Uh, I'd be very surprised if you Bob were Bob McCown, for the longest time, right up until his show was canceled, every year would pound on the NHL just because he thought it was funny. There was no rule that said a goalie had to wear a mask. You had to wear a helmet like everybody else, but you did not have. Now, every goalie had a self-preservation. I'm wearing a fucking mask, but that was not in the rule book. And he had gone through the rule book, could not find it. Yeah. Now, eventually, I, you just go, well, whatever. Like, it's common sense. Can and I maybe that's where just this. Just a jock plus no pants. <laughs> how, about, how about hockey pants with a torn crotch and the yellow jock sticking right out the front? God piece. <laughs> like, whatever we're doing. Can we do that? I think it's just this, this a stupid idea that we haven't done it. And you go, okay, we can't do it now. You're starting fresh. You go, guess what? That was an oversight. Bam! Neck guards. Got to wear them. It makes me think of two years ago when they called off the World Juniors because like midway nobody, through the nobody, tournament. Nobody cared in Edmonton and nobody was going? <laughs> that one? Midway through the tournament, you had guys testing positive for COVID and uh, we were still All those caring about Russians COVID. Whatever, they were on the plane. And yeah, we won't be worrying about the Russians here for a bit, I don't think, at these no, tournaments. It's true. We'll be worrying about the Russians. We'll Just be worrying about them, the, but not at these not tournaments. Not at the double IHF. Right. And I remember thinking, if this was inside that NHL bubble when they did that, I don't know what they would have done, but I think they would have given it a little more rope because these are grown men yep. making a conscious decision at the World Juniors, even though most of them are over 18, not everybody is. These are kids, and it's just a different standard. Well, the NHL is 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 hamstrung by the CBA, by labor negotiations, PA, yeah. and, and all that, right? If, if you could wave a magic wand, that shit would be done right now. If, if it, Gary could just say you're wearing the neck guard, it would be done. 100%. Yeah, I think you're right. As it would be across every beer league I think you're right. in North America where they say, and some of them are, they're like, you want to play? Yeah. 
you got to wear a neck guard. And that's half the problem apparently right now is they, there's not enough neck guards out there to buy, right? Like all of a sudden the demand in a bunch of these minor leagues, junior leagues are like, yeah, you have to wear it and people can't keep up. Well, all of you who were making COVID protective shit from before, <laughs> start patching over, yeah. get going on the whole neck that, guard That COVID thing. thing that we all know is completely over. Yeah. Just shift over and do other things. If it was completely <laughs> over, I wouldn't be getting a booster this week. That's, that's so clearly yeah. not gone. No. But yeah, to me, this is the only thing that's holding the NHL back. Is the PA. Is labor negotiations. Yeah. That's it. So to me, if you have this, if you can assert this and say, yeah, the U-20s and under, you show up here and you don't play with a neck guard, that's what happens in minor hockey. So what happens- You in, don't get on the ice. What happens in your opinion in May when the world championships roll around? There's no CBA there, but these are also grown-ass adults and, and probably before that we'll have women's worlds. Yeah. Like, we're not dealing with the U-18s. We're not dealing with the U-20s. I'll be surprised if at the Can Olympics- they force it? And the at, the at the men's worlds and women's worlds, if it's not in. Yeah. Because there's no CBA, right? There's no PA there. You want to play here? This is the rules. Yep. And you'll show up and, and it's just, it's easy because this is the, this, well, this is certainly the U20 season, right? Yeah. As we're entering it and it gets a lot of attention. Right. And so you start here, right? I know the, uh, the spring and into the summer when you get the little Holinka, Gretzky and all that stuff, that's the, that's the U18 season, but you are entering into this and I, I, I will be shocked if we arrive at men's worlds in late April into May, yeah. if this isn't mandatory. I think you're right. I just. Okay. You can take the think off. Are you right? <laughs> Was that better for you? Yeah. <laughs> are you right? <laughs> it just, I don't know. There's something about telling grown ass adults. Yeah, well, they got to wear helmets. You have to now, save so. this body that's too stupid to want to save itself. Yeah, well, that head that's <laughs> running around that's it's that yeah. able to tell itself to breathe. But right. we have done this before, like the Preston, like the World Juniors. You, if you're under whatever age, you have to wear the full cage, yeah. right? Before the NHL forced the visor, you had to even junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What like it was the under 17s or whatever that had to wear the full thing. I remember Sidney Crosby playing in Grand Forks, North Dakota, with the full fucking. Uh, bubble or Spezza, yeah. Bomeister, exactly. all those guys. Yeah. But even above that, you had to wear the visor. And then when you got to the NHL, if you wanted, you could take it off. Wow. So, I mean, we've done this before. And so you, you come from the dirty schwa. Sure do. Right? There's Look. a fucking kangaroo running around down there right now. No one knows where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Oshawa's a zoo, man. Yeah, for sure it is, man. <laughs> Uh, highest drunk drivers per capita in the country. That's Whitby, you asshole. I know you know that. Don't be passing that off on us. Show me the division between Whitby and Oshawa. I don't care. Oh, you can see it if you look at the houses on one side of town line and the other. Yeah, Whitby way higher. Yeah, way 100%. Better, way better 100%. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Peterborough with the Peets. Loved my junior hockey. No drunk driving up there. None. None. All licenses are already suspended. But you got the, you got guys wearing the like the you can see the images of Lindros back in the sort of late eighties early nineties yeah and the visor is on the helmet but the helmet's so far back on your head the old Leo Komarov that the the visor isn't even covering your eyes barely protecting right? your forehead yeah so it's you know yeah it, I understand what you're saying but yeah to me this is a done deal this will happen yeah I think you're probably right um, last week we saw the schedule for the PWHL unveiled. 
And they're kicking things off on New Year's Day with, I believe it was a Toronto-New York matchup in Toronto, the Mattamy Centre, formerly Maple Leaf Gardens, uh, where they're going to play. And then Ottawa's first game, January 2nd, hosting Montreal here at TD Place. And I've been back and forth just quickly on on what I think of that. Like, it's a little tight to the holidays, but it's also like, hey, people are off school. People are off work. People are like right here. And I, I believe Christmas and New Year's are both Mondays, right? So all your good municipal employees know that that is 100% correct. <laughs> right. So you have those days up and for a lot of people, especially school kids and, and college and university kids and, and people who get the full two weeks, like not only are they off on the Tuesday, they're probably off right through the whole week. So I wonder in a marketing sense, if maybe this is really smart, but I also kind of go, man, there's a lot of things you risk being overshadowed by here. There's the, the winter classic and college football and the just Rose bowl, the hangover from New Year's Eve lasting a day longer than you hoped it would. I'm just curious in a quick sense, whether you think this was the right move, kicking it off that tight to New Year's there, having, having your first two games on the first and second was a mistake or whether or not that was probably the right way to go trying to gather in a bigger crowd. Yeah, no, I think it has everything to do with, it's it's a January 1st, it's a Monday, I believe. Yeah. And you are, you are right in that Christmas is long in the rear view. Anybody with kids. They're bored. You want them back to school. Are, what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm do. off, you're off. Let's yeah. Let's do it. Like to me, it is, and in the future, when the when the season gets cranked up a bit, right? Yeah. And there's more games, and you start earlier. It's not an issue. I think there's a pile of things that are happening right now in the PWHL that aren't ideal for them. But they're yeah. like, yeah, there's going to be some warts in this first season. Let's get her going, and I think that is about as good as you can get. I think I'm just selfishly irritated that I <laughs> would have hung out at Matt the Matt has to leave his house. Yeah. Well, I would have probably hung out at the cottage an extra couple of days, but now if I want to be at that first game, I got to be back right after New Year's. You know, yeah. It's, it's, but for have people t- who don't travel, on sale for that uh, season tickets are on sale right now, and uh, regular season like individual game tickets will be coming up within the next week or two. So they've been wanting to get obviously as many season tickets sold exclusively as they can here. Uh, there was yeah. a pre-sale. Window. I kicked the tires on some the idea. Not bad, eh? I haven't looked at it. Oh, but I've 300 seen, bucks, 400 bucks, like for the season, not bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That isn't bad at all. No. No. So, so. sorry about that. Yeah, so no, I, I was just curious. Each other's yeah, side. no, standing there that close to the holiday season, it kind of goes both ways. If you were someone who got tickets for Christmas to the home opener, like you'd be pumped that it's only a week away. So I get that there's two sides to the argument, but I do worry that they get lost in a very busy sports window there. I would more than, I am leaning towards, I'm not going to buy seasons. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought about it, um, but I, I, I would like to be, I would be disappointed if I'm not at the home opener. Right. Yeah. No, same. So. That would be, I'd, I'd like to be in on the ground floor of, of whatever this is. Well, let's work that out offline. We'll, uh, you and I'll talk about the home opener because I got pre-sale windows for just about everything here. So. You name it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> what you need inside my trench coat over yes. here? <laughs> His Silent Bob trench coat yeah, exactly. over there. Fuck yeah, man! With the spanker chip, you got Matt that over there too. Matt and Violent Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not so Silent Bob. No. Uh, why don't we talk a little about what went on over the weekend for the uh, Ottawa Senators? They got uh, well, kind of embarrassed in Columbus by the only team behind them, 
in it, points percentage at the time. They weren't even behind them. Uh, yeah, four so two nothing Ottawa gets turned into four two Columbus. They come home though. They beat the Kraken uh, two nothing. Two nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, missed most of that one. I was watching the other game. I was on, waiting for uh, that Leaf game to turn into a Gong show, and it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Uh, we can talk about that maybe in yep, a minute. Sure. But, uh, I don't know that that's three in a row losses for the Sens and a win. The crack. It felt to me, and maybe you'll correct me here because you and I already feel the same way about this, but this was Jay Woodcroft when they lost wherever they lost and then went into Seattle and won, but they couldn't get the new coach there before that game. Like they'd already made the decision. Now we've sat here all day Sunday. Nothing's happened in Ottawa. To me, if you're not going to shit can them after that Columbus game, you're just not going to. Well, and there were very few games on the Friday night. Yeah. Um, so we were all watching. If you watched his post game, meet the media, DJ Smith we're talking yeah, about yeah. here, there was not a lot of eye contact with the media. His head, while not down, his eyes were certainly down. Remember that Jay Woodcroft, Dave Manson walk across the ice where you could read the lips on the one of them going, yeah. that's probably it. That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think, how DJ fell Friday. And you just... Oh, look, I'm still here. And he had nothing. Like, there was just... He, he you know, he's always had a very assertive post-game pressers. Yeah. We did this, we did this, this didn't happen. We needed this to happen. Right. His voice lacked any kind of gumption or, or anything. Yeah, it's last day of school. Well, <laughs> last day of school if you love school. <laughs> that's the tone he okay. had. He had more of the first day of school if you hate school, kind of. Like, Fair enough. It was, he was, yeah, he dead man walking is what that looked like. Yeah. And so... And that game, the Columbus game on Friday night, in a nutshell, they came out and they, as the kids like to say, pwned. Hey, <laughs> you've just been pwned. <laughs> Honestly, they came out and they were putting the boots yeah. to Columbus. And you're like, that's an AHL team and we're a big league team, right? They, I, I thought after the second power play that they didn't score on, but they had seven shots in the first one that they were just dominating that game. And you're like, okay, this could go badly. right? But then they score, then they score right away on the next power play, and you're like, yeah, you're owning this team, but they're so fragile that yeah. they allow those two goals in snap, 46 snap. seconds, and yep. then bang, yep. and they never got it back. It's like a puff of smoke, and it's gone. It's just, and you knew, you knew as somebody who's watched this team that they were never getting it back. They were, that they weren't going to win that game. Right. Just at at Tide. At Tide. And that they weren't going to win it, that they were so fragile. And when you watch the San Jose, uh, the Seattle game on Saturday night, they're, you know what, for 39 shots against, and I don't know how many block shots, 20 plus block shots from the Senators. Mm -hmm. Seattle's not that good. Seattle's no. just, and, and they are a sub 500 team right now yep. in the West. Yeah. They were holding on to win that game. Like it was game five of a playoff the series. Were, yeah. yeah. Dumping the puck out for five minutes <laughs> to end that game at two nothing. They were just lobbing the puck out into the neutral zone and letting Seattle regroup and run it back at them. And if you do that to the Rangers or the Leafs this week, or. 
if you're the Leafs or Columbus, allow Boston to do it to you multiple times in third periods of deciding games, and they shove it up your ass. Yeah, well, I was going to say bum. What's the word? Bumfuckulous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, me. <laughs> yeah, that it's 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 not a recipe. It's not a confident approach. Now I get it. How'd Shabbat look? Back uh, in after a long well, being see, out and, hurt. And Friday night, you could tell Columbus was going at him. Right. Right. He coughed at the puck in the first goal in front of his net. Yeah. And Goudreau took it, took him wide on it. Like that should never happen to, to Shabbat who can skate. Yep. Uh, so it, it just seemed like they were taking it at him. He was a little rusty. Still played 27 minutes <laughs> in his first game back. Some things never change. Hello. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> like and it's that, not like when you used to be forced to play him because he was the only fucking guy. Yeah. You have a pretty competent top four at this point. Well. We're giving Shabbat. Yeah. And, and first game back and you're like, yeah. damn, and I get it. He's probably healthy to go before he went. Because it, it's a finger, right? Or a. Yeah, it was a broken hand. It yeah. Was, it was, so he's been skating. In theory, his yeah. fitness there should be fine. But still. Yeah. And game so, pace is not the same as And that's what he pace. said. They had him in the second interview and they're like, well, how's it going? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, yeah, you can't ever replicate. No matter what you do, you can never replicate. Because right. it's, it's the idea that, you know, we're going to, you and I are going to, you know, we're, we're two fine practitioners of jujitsu. Sure are. We're going to roll around and we're going to try this. We're yeah. going to work on this. When I'm going to fight, yeah. what? It's totally. Yeah, I'm going to eye totally, gouge. And- <laughs> it's totally different, right? You're like, oh my God, my life is on the line, right? And that's the difference between you can go with speed yeah. in practice or you can go where you go, oh my God, I'm going to get embarrassed. He's going to kill me. I'm going to get embarrassed on national TV here or whatever, which happened actually earlier in the week on Monday against Florida. So I, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, Shabbat looked okay. But yeah. they clearly were going at him and- not ever being a sterling defensive stalwart. Yeah. So they're, they've got Tuesday, uh, the Rangers. Rangers. And then the Leafs on Thursday. Leafs are off until. They play. Uh, no, Leafs are off till Thursday. So Ottawa needs a split at minimum this week. You need to beat one of those two The Rangers teams. are here in town too, right? Yeah. yeah. Both are, both are. Yeah. Well, the Rangers is a home game and the Leaf game will be a split crowd. <laughs> Located in Canada. Yeah, but you need to you need to take one of the two in those because if you look at the at the December schedule, they have Colorado on it in Colorado. They have Vegas. Yeah. They like they're out on the road. Yeah, the easy days if there were any are over. Yeah, well, and you saw Columbus. Yeah. How'd that go? Yeah. So at at this moment, you asked me last Sunday you said, are you teetering? Yeah. And, and I was teetering at the time. Uh, there's nothing about this team that is nine and 10 right now. That makes me feel. They're about to go 14 and 10. Yeah. Or like, if you look at the 15 games this month and you go 10 and five, do you need to go 10 and five? Probably something like that. But to, to get back and make it interesting. Yeah. And you're like, you're already one and one and you're just, and Columbus was the loss. Right. <laughs> and you have, and you have some beasts out on that schedule. Yeah. And I kind of include Toronto in that beast. They're back and forth, right? Some days. Well, and the record says pretty, well, the, pretty well, good. The points say pretty good. The record is sort of, and I don't know how bad we want to beat down the whole playoff versus regulation or 
overtime versus regulation oh, thing. Oh, it sounds like Matt has a take on it, though. Yeah, but I've given that take probably three times already this week, so I don't want to bore the, the good listener. But the Leafs did go to overtime again. This time, it was a relief. Austin Matthews scoring with six seconds left to to get you there. Uh, it was a bit of a gong show in overtime where you gave up 11 shots in the five-minute overtime. Um, but those are, as you know how I feel about it, those are coin flip games. Once the 60 minutes is over, you throw your hat in it, I'll throw my hat in and we'll see what the fuck happens, right? The shootout is what it is. The three-on-three is what it is. And so I don't really have a huge you know, pile to say about that. Mitch had a, a, a bounce back game on Thursday after being ripped pretty good for not performing well. He scores a hat trick, which, uh, not bad for him. Matthews gets two, uh, against Boston, but that game was at least by the media billed as, will there be, you know, retribution? Exactly. So the last time the Leafs played Boston is when Brad Marchand kind of hits the the screwdriver or whatever you want to call it on, on Lilligren breaks his ankle. He's still out now. And so we dress Ryan Reeves. Thank God. Here to save the day. Here he comes to save the day. And, uh, crickets. He did not. (laughs) He did not save the day. Uh, he did not do anything, which was fairly predictable. If we could trade you Zach McEwen for Ryan Reeves straight up. 100% done. <laughs> done, done, done. Done. One is buryable. I think it's a one-year deal, no, isn't it? No, McEwen's also a three-year contract. Okay, but fully buryable. And, se- and not 38 or whatever the fuck. Se- he's making 750. He's making half the money. You're going to be an awesome Marley. I will show you all the best places around Rico Coliseum. You can sit in the uh, Jared Cowan, McCulloch, or Greening spot. How about that? (laughs) Right right over there, right there. It's the stall safe. Just, and look, Bieksa, before the game even starts, is going, well, here's the code. If Marchand's going to have to fight, has to be someone at the same talent level, and has to be someone at the same weight class, then what the fuck do we have Ryan Reeves for if it's against the code for well, him to step who, in? who is that? Is he fighting John Tavares? I guess so. Or is he fighting... Will it's got to be even... Marner or Matthews or one of those guys. Yeah. Marchand's kind of like a fire plug, though. Like he, like a, like a, he's thick. Yeah. Right? So it's not going to be Marner or Nylander. Well, Nylander's pretty thick, but he's not fighting anybody. <laughs> Mess up that pretty face. Yeah, so. no. I, look, it was just everything about it was then just then yeah. just play and I, uh, yeah. Bobby McMahon like not exactly also swooping in to save the day, but a competent fourth line player who might get the puck out now and then who might who won't just be sitting on the bench impotently holding his dick while Brad Marchand is out kicking skates out from under people and and Brad Marchand the whole point of this or game. scoring the overtime winner, yeah. What? Yeah. Brad Marchand does nothing the entire game. The most invisible I've ever seen him in a Boston-Toronto game. Not in anybody's face. No face washes. No goals. No points. Until Willie just bails in overtime. Tries to put the figure four leg lock on Marchand. Misses that. The puck goes to Pasternak over to Marchand. And, and it's over. And of course it's that guy who gets to now. Ah, <laughs> like... Yeah. You fuckers, you didn't do anything. And they, 
They didn't. <laughs> this is who they are, right? I and so it. why dress Ryan Reeves? Why sign pre- him for three years? Well, that's a great question, 1.5 Rob. 1.5 per. Yeah, pizza boy, tell me what you're doing over there, man. I, <laughs> I just, if you can't use him here. Where they, can you use him? They tried to, and it, brutal, man. Well, because you hope, you hope, you, you know he's not going to fight anybody. There's nobody that's going to fight him. We it, did this, was it not the last Boston game? I don't, you may not remember, but he was trying to fight someone in the last minute of play and they're all just laughing at him. Like, get out of here. I think that was the Boston game when they had hurt Liljegren and he gets down in the last he's minute. fight Trent Frederick? Or yeah. Gonna, yeah. And they're all just, see ya. Right? Like, I don't have to justify your job in the league. Yeah. What you gonna do? Yeah. And so you hope that the one thing, because nobody's going to fight him. No. Right? It's very clear. Nobody want, Nobody needs to fight that guy. Nope. And so you hope that if he's going to be on your fourth line, that he's going to get somebody in the trolley tracks, right? He's going to forecheck. Yeah, sure. He is going to catch somebody with a big open ice hit. That's yeah. the only he thing. He did that in game one of the season against one of the Montreal D. I can't remember who it was. And then Arbor Jack, I threw him into the fucking net. And that guy's like 23 years old. He's not afraid of him either. So. Not even. He's 21, I Well, think. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, that guy took a look at Ryan Reeves and said, fuck you, and threw him around. Like. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, and Reeves says, you jumped me. You got yeah, You jumped well. me. And so I want to. I still want to see Jack guy and, and Reeves fight. I, I, well, you th- might. There's something in me in the 80s of <laughs> hockey that just says, yeah, I want to. Kind of couple of useless tits. I got time for it. Well, Jack, I at least is serving. He's he's sort he of. He can play. He's in that four, five, six defenseman. Sure. Like, and they got yeah. him on the second power play unit. Yeah, that's that's Montreal. Yeah, but just just in a side note. Yeah. When do we have? When do we? When do we have to say Saint Louis may may know something? Uh, not yet. You're not there yet. No. They're still. Uh, the team is shitty. Yeah. And they're but. They're 500. Like, it's just, they're still. Look, I understand that as a Sens fan looking up at the Habs, it might appear yeah, that yeah, Marty yeah. Saint-Louis nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I, but I certainly expected them to be eighth with a bullet in the, and they may still be. Yeah. But to me, I, I just, I'm not sure that Saint-Louis is, is. I don't necessarily think he stinks, but I'm not yet pr- prepared to call him a genius or. Oh, I, yeah. did you, did you, did you hear me say? Well, I you was said give he him knows the Jack something, Adams? like he's unlocking something or. Oh, knows something. Sorry. Right. That's, that, he, that, he, that he isn't as shitty, maybe, if, if we want to go and teach Because I think they called him up for, from his kid's team. I think it's what he was His kid's U15 <laughs> or whatever it was. I, I want to say midget, but it's not, you can't call it midget anymore. No. You... <laughs> You know, his, 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 Timbits, his little U16, <laughs> something yeah. along those minor yeah. something. So, but, but clearly at what point do you go, today's game is so much more about that you can have your sitting. Slavkovsky on the shoulder. And yeah. Well, tell you're going to be fine. Tell him you your know. one goal is going to be good. Son, yeah. don't worry it's about it. It's a great goal. Yeah, it's a great goal. <laughs> I saw it. I watched it this morning. It was fantastic. So I wanted to get to this while we were on the Sens, and I'll just hit it here now while we were actually up. on the Leafs. I think. Yeah, no, I wanted to hit this while we were on the Sens. I know what I'm saying. I got the wheel. Get your hand off. I know, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't. It's it's a terrible segue, man. I gotta get back somehow. <laughs> I'm working with you, you the train. fucking Versage over there. It's, yeah. it's getting... you're, you're like that orangutan that worked with Clint Eastwood. That's a reference lost on me. It's old. I okay. Get it any which way but loose. Yeah, okay. So last year, 
After 19 games, which is where the Ottawa Senators are right now, they were 11 points behind the Detroit Red Wings and finished uh, six points ahead of them. (coughs) This year, they are, after 19 games, 11 points behind the Detroit Red Wings, but this time have four games in hand. Are they going to finish six points ahead of Detroit again? Zero chance. Will they pass them? No. Okay. No. I think you're looking at... Do you like the Kane thing? You. This is your first time in here since he signed. Um. Yes. For Detroit or for him? <laughs> uh, I for for Detroit. I I. Two point seven five pro rated. Like it's not crushing them on the cap. If they're in a good position come playoff time, they still have some room to do some things. If they're not, they can yep. trade him. I like all of it. I think Detroit is at a at a spot where. It's a worthwhile gamble. Uh, for sure it is. And they were they were looking around going, we have, I think, slightly overachieved. Yes. It's not wrong to say. I think a lot of people looked at them being sort of in that Buffalo-Ottawa mix. But probably at the back end of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Oops. Because we talked about it preseason. You're like, what are they doing? Yeah. Here's Jeff Petrie and Ben Sherratt. And yeah. And, and, and JT Confer. And, and, and Cop. And you're like, wow, you're sort of. You're trying to like pencil and, and you know yeah. elastics and popsicle stick things together, and you're like, yep. But Vili Huso, I think, is, has 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 done decent there, mm-hmm. and it's still just we are at this 22 game mark, right? Yep. It is, but you are you are solidly in a playoff spot right now, mm-hmm. and if you have this chance with the chemistry Kane and DeBrinket already have, right. Now, I think that the, the chemistry that is Debrinket, Larkin, and uh, Lucas Raymond yeah. has been pretty good. So you do risk. Yeah, I don't think you necessarily throw Kane right away into that. I think you no. know it's there, yep. but you don't have to do that right away. But you got to know that that isn't, that in, in the bringing him in. Well, I think it, that, I think he said as much, right? That, that Debrinket was part of why he signed. Is twofold. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you go, the price is right. The position is right, and for both of them, right? Yeah. Not just Detroit going, hey man, we got a little bit of house money here, mm-hmm. but also for King. I mean, uh, for King going, all right, they are in a spot right now that, as they say, that's money banked, right? You can't take those points back. They are in a spot where you go, yeah, I've got those third in my back pocket. I, I spend ten games, whatever, and he's a vet, mm-hmm. right? Ten games, he's a good, he's a good veteran. He knows what he needs to do, and in ten games. You have that in your back pocket, how well that duo works. I just, I look at it and I, I think I'm with you that 11 points is a lot to expect Ottawa to make up here. Well, because there's nothing that they've shown me. They haven't shown, right, that they can put the pedal down yet. And they might. They did last year, right? And now you have four more games. Like last year, they both hit 19 games at the same time. The uh, I don't know if this matters or not. The Leafs are about to go five days again with no game after the Europe trip. It's like bizarre, the, the schedule is weird this year. I don't know what that's about. But Ottawa did overcome an eleven point gap against Detroit and and passed them last year. It wasn't quite enough to get into the playoffs, but they did take a hell of a run at it. Now they do it with four extra games in hand, and it just feels somehow less likely. And that's with all these Ottawa guys. I think I talked about this with Creech on Friday when he was in here. All these guys individually have improved a lot. Like you can see it, but it's just not 
clicked, right? Yep. Like all these steps forward. I think if you look at these players one by one by one, you go, yeah, that guy's gotten better and better and better, except for maybe Batherson, who was the one guy I said, Who's big bounce worse. back here yeah. coming. And yet as a team, it's not clicking. And maybe that's coaching. You hope that's coaching. Like you can swap that guy out, bring somebody in and fix it. But it does feel that even with the extra four games of runway this year, they may not. And well, part of that's Detroit and part of that's Ottawa. Yeah. And, and Creech has, I, I listened to a bit of you guys. Uh, I always like to check in, listen yeah, yeah. to you a little bit up front and see what you're drinking, see what's happening. <laughs> uh, and then I sort of checked out. But, uh, so I didn't hear that conversation with the two of you, but I do know, uh, on Saturday night I had, I had the pregame show on the radio as I was making dinner and doing whatever else. And, and, and Creech was bringing that point up on the pregame show a bit. Right. And, and it's a, it's a super valid point, right? Is that there's been individual improvement across the board, but yet the results don't show it on the team and you go, that's got to be a system or a coaching issue. And it, and if it's not a system, as in it's adherence to whatever system you are running. Right. Right? That if, if I am no longer listening to you as a coach, I like you as a coach. Sure. But I'm no longer listening to you as a coach. Yes. Then it's time for a change, man, to get somebody who can, who can get your attention. And I brought it up weeks ago, that whole, uh, gr- you know, green to Boudreaux, and you have talk it with essentially the same yeah. group yeah. who has grabbed people's attention yeah. and said, That's right. hey, fuckers, yeah. this is how we do this. And if you don't do it, maybe you get your lights punched out. <laughs> there, are, You know what? I know it's 2023. Yeah, your coach is probably not going to punch you. But Buds. The, the fear of it yeah. does buds. The, <laughs> the fear That's of, just for us, folks. Yeah. The fear of it. Does not ever hurt, right? No. And you go, I don't know, man. Is this guy going to... He's got me by the collar. Is this going to get bad? Yeah, I, gonna... <laughs> I, I think it's 2023, but could it be 1986? <laughs> not entirely sure. And in yeah. talk, it's world? Yeah. I don't know. And I'm not advocating violence, good listener. No. But what I am saying is you can have the same group with a different voice. Right. Grab a hold of things. And if you if you are talking about individual improvements, but the results not being the sum of all of its parts, yeah. then you have to look at a different voice. But as we've said, to me, this is not, if they haven't made the change, because I, I think the idea that, and I'm sitting watching the game on, on Friday night with the 15 year old in the house yeah, and, and she's saying, who, who's in charge of firing the coach? <laughs> Who? It's a valid question. Who is doing this? And I'm like, yeah, Steve Steos, you know, hockey president, yeah. he's, he's, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, why isn't he firing that guy? And I'm like, yeah, I don't really have a... I, I <laughs> We're fo- all asking that I question, I follow kid. this yeah. pretty closely, <laughs> but I don't have a good answer. And, and the only thing you have is Steos wants to get a GM first, mm-hmm. bring that guy in, and let him bring the, the next coach in, as opposed to going, Steos bringing a coach in, and then the next, the G- either foisting that guy upon. Yeah. The new then the GM. next GM goes in. I hate that guy. I hate Claude Julian. I hate Jacques Martin. Whoever it might well, be, right? And, like- and the thing is, somebody, some lunatic, was <laughs> phoning into the post game show. And, and again, <laughs> it's okay to be a lunatic on a podcast and say all kinds of crazy shit. It's my microphone, goddammit. it. <laughs> yeah, I've spit on this, and it yeah. smells like beer. But it's my own beer, goddammit. it. It is saying. There's Jerry Gallant and Bruce Boudreaux are out there. Neither of those two names 
greatly excite me, right? Other than just potentially the 10 game shocked back to attention. Well, Boudreaux has shown that he... I think, I really think, and I, it's not just the local thing. I think Claude Julien might be the right guy. as an, Even just as interim for the rest of this season to get you to understand. You have to play a system of some kind. You have to understand in your own end, that right winger, probably going to have to go meet the point man or whatever it's going to be. But you can't have the right winger, the center and the right defenseman all up at the blue line. That's not an ideal setup, no. Because, welcome to the Columbus game, man. You got fucking three guys up there, and you're like, what are you doing? I would absolutely, and I think he would probably take it at this point. Claude Julien, come in for the rest of the year, and then we'll see who our GM is going to be. And I don't think it would be a terrible choice. No. In terms of instilling some responsibility. Because he is a responsible defensive guy. That is his... Yes. That's his M.O., and apparently his his shit wears thin quick, but we haven't committed to you beyond April. So well, and I love I love or... Jerry Gallant as a wing, yeah, like as a player. But you are looking at that guy's window with some good teams. Yeah, has been a year and a half. Yep, and the cab is actually waiting for you. <laughs> Not even you're coming home with us in the charter, and we're firing you. So clearly, that's wearing thinner than thin. Well, again, though, I'm not committing to you beyond April, so. But you are talking about if you can get guys to do something different, and that is really what it is. Like Stutzla, stay on your skates, bud. And I know that was a bug for Sens fans for a long time. He doesn't do it. Yeah, no. He did do it, and then he stopped doing it, but he's kind of doing it again. He's Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know what he is exactly struggling with. Right? He's got the tape up the back of his neck. There's <laughs> I think he's he's struggling with something, but struggling. I don't need anybody looking at the Altschule. <laughs> I don't know if I need anybody looking at the ref, right? Yeah. I ah, stop that. Yeah, keep moving. Yeah. Anything else for this one, man? Today, I sure would like a pee. Yeah, snow is coming down out there too. Rob has risked life and limb coming in here to do the show for you, good listener. Yeah, for today. you, man. For yeah. absolutely, and yeah. to have a couple of beers. Yeah. Well, there's that, but yes. but he had beers at home. He came in here for you guys. So. It's really for Matt. It's yeah. curly mullet. Working on it. <laughs> it's, it's a long way it's, to Fabio and it's Johnny. Graying by the day. So uh, that's, I guess, where we'll wrap this one up. Don't forget, later on this week, Paul Romanuk's going to be back in here. Lee. The drive for five is alive. It's one of those two. That's what I'm going with, man. Okay. And uh, of course, Lever Sage back in here. With arms wide open. Yes. <laughs> that's also a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> We're on social media at Tall Can Audio. Uh, this IPA, fantastic. You like the juicy? Really liked the All juicy. All right, yeah. juicy dank. Yeah, juicy. <laughs> really liked the juicy dank. If we were still in the days of naming the podcast after just phrases instead of what we're hey. talking about, it would be the juicy dank. <laughs> the juicy dank podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll wrap this up. For Rob, my name's Matt. Don't forget to uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now. Stay tuned to our social media feeds for uh, all our thoughts on what's going on on the craft beer advent calendar. Uh, and uh, we'll see you on Tuesday morning with Paul Romana. See ya! I don't know, hold those SOBs. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs>